0: Hello and welcome to the Slow Down and Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Kim Stark, and this podcast is all about how we can move at a more natural, less busy pace so we can have beautiful, calm and abundant lives. Hello, my friends. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I wanted to talk today about rest, maybe even about some things around procrastination and especially napping. (laughs) One of my favorite topics. So I haven't necessarily talked too much specifically about rest and napping and it's come up along the way but I've been having conversations quite a bit in the last week around friends who have been feeling guilty for wanting to rest and nap and look the reason I am on this whole journey is because I'm still figuring it out as well. So sharing not from a place of having perfected the art of guilt-free rest but on the journey of doing more and more work around releasing conditioning and watching my thoughts around resting and so yeah I just wanted to share some of uh, the things that I've been talking about with my friends and um, some of the things I've learned along the way and also maybe this episode serves as permission because I don't know about you guys but sometimes when I really need to just have a day off to do nurturing things for my body or just to rest or even just to have you know a couple of hours of quiet sometimes I need permission and sometimes and what I mean by that is you know a friend I'll be talking to them and they'll be like Kim it's okay to rest you deserve to rest just do it and it's kind of like even though I can tell that to myself and I do Sometimes it's nice to hear it from an outside source and be like, yeah, yeah, it is okay to just, you know, spend a couple of hours either on the couch or napping. So consider this episode maybe if you're feeling a little bit uh, weary and a bit tired and you've been doing a lot and you're just struggling to kind of allow yourself that rest. Consider this episode your permission and I'm going to talk through some of the things that um, have been really helpful for me around deconditioning rest guilt, is what I call it, or nap guilt. I think in general, resting and napping has a bad name because it's anti-productive, or at least that's what we're taught. Uh, I really actually think that resting and napping is highly productive but in general it's considered to be anti-productive so this we have this really strong conditioning to be producing things to be uh, working and creating something that uh, is of value and and our worth is very much tied in and what we're doing so when we stop doing it can be really hard because it, there's a lot that comes up for me personally, a lot comes up around, you know, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And I think underneath that is my achieving, you know, overachiever coming through who is always there just under the surface trying to do the right thing and to get everything right and to problem solve and to, there's always something to chew on, you know, in terms of the mind trying to solve something. And, and, and so there's this eternal drive to be doing, doing, doing. So of course, that's like a freight train going one way. And so when the body is telling you, actually, I'm tired, I need to rest, it can be really hard to kind of slow that train down enough to actually get some rest. Um, And I think over the years, I've really learned the wisdom of the body. When it's giving me signals that I'm tired, I'm not you know, A, I'm not imagining it. It's not a sign of weakness or a sign of like I'm lazy. It's actually the body is very intelligent and it's telling me those signals for a reason. And often I actually am more productive if I listen to those signals to slow down, to rest, Um because I'm kind of, it, my body starts to start to work on half energy if I try to push through. I'm sure we've all experienced that, right? Like super tired, you know, might grab a tea or coffee and try to push through, but your brain isn't operating uh, at a top speed and, you know, you're moving slower and your ideas aren't coming and, and you know, if you are trying to solve some problems, it's, it's just more difficult. So definitely I've learned, especially because I, you know, I do work for myself that having a nap tends to be way more productive because then my body resets ideas will start flowing guaranteed you know if I sort of go okay I have this problem and I'm you know I'm just getting really tired about it and um, I can't figure it out I'm just gonna have a nap and I'm gonna set the intention that I'll have the solution when I wake up and it works so often so that's why you know not that you need a reason or an excuse to nap because I guess the whole point is that you don't but also if it helps you kind of say actually this is going to help my productivity by allowing my body to reset so that when I do go back to work I'm actually working more efficiently I'm going to do things in less time and the ideas will flow, the solutions will come. Like I saw a picture somewhere recently, and it was probably Japan, Korea, where they had, um, so they had like standing desks and like a whole line of standing desks. And then underneath the desk were these little hammock kind of uh, camp bed swing things where they were, their workers were all encouraged to have a nap at lunchtime. I just thought that was brilliant because I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I have definitely experienced so much where I have been in a work situation, like when I used to work for other people, um, where I couldn't nap. And I was just so slow, like, it's like our bodies literally start shutting down. Right. So if you have the ability to stop at work and nap and then, you know, feel better, be more productive, I just think from a company's point of view, it makes a lot of sense and I hope that continues. And, of course, we have cultures that really love the nap. Obviously, probably this probably uh, that Spain is the most famous, right? The afternoon siesta, uh, Mexico, and, um, yeah, I just think it's brilliant. <laughs> I also think there's a lot of judgment in resting, right? Like I think we judge ourselves We judge our body like, oh, God, I'm tired again. Why am I so tired? And we sort of like, you know, catalog, go through the list of reasons. You know, did I stay up late? Did I do this? Did I do that? And sometimes the body just has its own schedule. And we need to kind of start respecting and listening to that. And I think uh, like I sometimes have a fear, like if I'm going through a week where I am actually having to nap quite a bit during the day every day, that, oh, my God, this is going to be like this forever forever. And, you know, I'm not going to get stuff done and, you know, I'm not going to achieve things and, and, you know, off my mind goes. So it, it there's this fear sometimes that if we're going through a bit of a rest stage that that's going to be our life. And, of course, everything's cyclical. Like there might be, you know, a few weeks where you are actually just really tired and there may be no reason for it that you logically understand. God knows what your body's doing. God knows what the energy around you is doing or what you're processing that you can't see on a, you know, a conscious level. And so we just have to trust and allow that that's the most perfect thing for us, right? Like it's not what our mind thinks is the perfect thing for us, which is usually tied to doing and achieving, but actually maybe it's okay that the body is tired for a day or a week or a couple weeks, and then we're naturally always going to come out of that. We will swing back to a period of feeling really energetic and um, motivated and inspired to take action. And we have to learn to start to trust that that is the perfect time to actually be doing that action. And I know it's really hard to not second guess the body. And it's something that I'm still struggling with. Like I am particularly tired at the moment um, just because of some stomach issues I'm having. And I'm trying to allow my body the grace that it needs in order to heal. Um, And so I had quite a long nap the other day and it was fascinating to me as I was sort of coming out of it, my mind was immediately going, oh my God, I've slept so long and la 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 la. Not that I had anything particular to do that afternoon. It was just a habit. It was a pattern of thinking that, I had to stress myself out if I slept too long. And so I was just looking at that and watching my mind and just trying to release. It's like a nervous system imprint almost. And I think a lot of this, when you're first starting to slow down and learning how to rest properly, you will come up against these patterns and this this way of being in your body. And and it can be quite difficult to repattern those. So it's about being patient And talking to yourself and your body and being like, yes, okay, I know you're really tired and I'm resting here and my mind is kicking up about, you know, whatever it wants to kick up about. And so it's retraining that it's safe to rest, right? It's safe. Often there's a lot going on in the nervous system where we are in a hypervigilant mode, you know, always trying to see the next problem to solve and to see around the corner and to know and, and to be in control and to be safe and, and a lot of those patterns of safety make it hard for us to slow down and actually be in a calm and restive state. And that's really good for our bodies as well in terms of being in that parasympathetic uh, nervous system way of being means that we're actually digesting, our body is able to be in repair mode because we're, if we're always in this fight or flight adrenaline Um, kick mode then our bodies aren't able to repair they're not able to uh, digest our food in a way that's really healthy for us it's just not an optimal way for our body to be especially over time so even if that helps your mind, you know that it's really, really important for us to try to be in a calm and peaceful state as much as we can during the day. And I really believe that resting and napping is a really important part to bring us back down because we're very, as a society, focused on mind, right? Like we, we use our mind a lot, especially in our jobs, on our, when we're on our computers all the time. When we're staring at our phones and scrolling, it's all mind-based. And that became, that in itself can be quite exhausting. So even if like you're not a big napper, like there's lots of people obviously that don't like sleeping during the day or can't, uh, even replacing naps with a meditation, for example, is just as good. So Abraham Hicks talks about, you know, like if you're on a bit of a negative uh Loop like you've got yourself where you are not feeling great and that's kind of, you know, looping around. They say the best thing to do is actually go to sleep and rest and nap. So that's actually a reset and then you can come back and hopefully start at a place that's a little bit better. And then they say the second best thing is to meditate. And I found that so often where for whatever reason, and sometimes there's not a reason that I even know, I'm just in a bad mood. And I'm like, I'm just going to have a sleep. <laughs> Maybe I'm like a child sometimes. Put them to sleep and I wake up feeling so much better. It's like I can feel something getting realigned when I'm just out. And that can be for a 15-minute nap, you know, like it happen, can happen really quickly. And I wake up, feel a lot better and keep going with my day. I recently came across a really cool uh, idea. So this is a Chinese concept called Wu Wei. And I could not find how to pronounce it. So I'm really sorry if that's a wrong pronunciation, if you do know what how that is pronounced. So Wu Wei, Chinese concept of basically inaction, or they call it effortless action. Also the concept of non-doing or doing nothing. And so this is a really uh, big concept that's sort of at the heart of Taoism. Um, and the central text of Taoism, the, again, I don't know how to pronounce it, the Tao Dijing, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. And it's this idea of going with the current of the stream rather than against it, being the bamboo that bends in the wind. And in the Tao Dijing, it says, the way never acts, yet nothing is left undone. And the way being like, you know, the thing you're following, the Tao. So the way never acts, yet nothing is left undone. And I love that paradox because I think that's quite central to the way that I've experienced this way of being a bit slower and resting and and it, it's it's like I'm not moving from a place of effort and yet everything somehow gets done. And I know there's a fear that if you slow down and you rest that you're not going to get the things done. I really, really understand that. And because you want to achieve things in a like a beautiful way because you have a purpose and you're in service, that you need to take action and of course you do but there is this paradox where when you're really listening to the body it's slowing down working with your energy moving fast when it feels really good to feel like to move fast taking action when it feels really good to take action and things still move they get done and they're in a way that actually supports us actually lets the universe help us So yeah, it was a really nice concept to come across and I want to do a bit more research and I'll bring that back to you. But yeah, it was so beautiful to kind of find these more Eastern philosophies and they've been around for so many, you know, thousands of years and we're just sort of rediscovering this beautiful, peaceful way of living. And I think the pandemic was really beautiful for that, for a lot of us kind of re-examining why we're doing things, right? Like why are we doing things? Why are we striving? Where is the effort coming from? And I've talked about this before. It's like really checking where is your effort coming from? Is it coming from a place of fear and scarcity? And I must do this and I have to do that. Otherwise I'm not going to get this and I'm not going to have money and I'm not going to, you know, whatever it is, pay my rent. Or is it coming from a place of love? It's like, actually, I really am excited about this. I really want to be doing this. I'm really like passionate about this and and I really believe this is a good thing to do and I'm excited and I'm feeling supported. And, you know, like it's really good to start to examine that and that all ties into how we're listening to the body, how we're listening to our intuition. Are we resting when we need to rest? Are we taking action only when it feels really good? And are we okay with... Listening to the mind that is going to come up and tell us that we're not enough, right? That's another thing. It's like we're not enough. If you're resting, you're lazy, you're not enough, you're not doing enough. And so it's important to keep an eye on what the mind is telling you. And don't believe it. Sometimes you can, you know, if it's telling you something really smart and intelligent, great. But if it's just, you know, throwing worry at you, just don't listen to it. So let's also talk about procrastination because I think people can sometimes uh, confuse being lazy, procrastinating, not doing anything, not getting anything done. So I'll just touch briefly on procrastination. So procrastination can come up when there's something we know we need to do. And usually there's two, two main things. Either we're actually just not supposed to do it and we're getting messages from our intuition our body that we don't need to do it. And so we're finding it quite hard to make ourselves do something. The other thing is we're scared to do it, right? Like I think that's quite common. That's the one I run up against quite often. It's like there's a fear of doing the thing and so I just avoid doing it. And so that is a little bit different to not being inspired to take action, right? So if you find yourself getting, especially getting distracted, you know, like finding any other tasks to do except for that one, then you might want to start to look at am I not feeling inspired to do this thing because of fear. And that's when it's a really good time to really actually feel that fear and acknowledge it. Actually, instead of pushing it away and pushing away the task and kind of like burying it somewhere and feeling then guilty that you're not doing whatever it is that you think you need to do, actually looking in that fear and being like, I'm scared that I don't know how to do that task or I'm scared that I'll fail at it. Or I'm scared that if I do it, it's going to mean these other things that I'm scared of. So if you really actually do want to do that thing and you're scared to do it, it's really good to look at the fear and acknowledge it. Is it true? And am I okay to fail? That's something that sometimes gets me to do a task because I'm usually what happens with me is my overachiever comes in and I have this sense of, oh, I'm not going to do it right. And so the thing that helps me get to the task is actually going, I'm okay to not get this perfect. I'm okay to stuff up. I'm okay to fail at it. I'm okay to suck at it. Maybe it's something that I need to do a couple of times to actually get good at it. And I'm just going to allow myself the grace to be bad, (laughs) right? And so sometimes that helps me actually get to the task. Other things that can help can be like, I'm just going to do something for five minutes Don't have to complete the whole, say it's a bit of a project and it's a bit overwhelming. There's lots of steps and that thing of I don't know how to do it comes in. Sometimes just tackling something for five minutes and then actually going, oh, okay, actually that was okay. Like it's just step by step by step. I might not know how to do, you know, step 18 of the project, but I can do the first one, two, three steps. And then by maybe by the time I get to step three, I then have worked out how to do step four. Sometimes sleepiness is an avoidant technique. So I just do want to acknowledge that it is good to be discerning around all of these things, because sometimes we can get really sleepy as a way of avoiding something. So it is good to look at, you know, what fears you have and go through what I've just talked about. Um, And then sometimes giving ourselves permission to procrastinate again, it's all okay, this is life we're not going to get it right all the time if there's something that you're procrastinating on and you just can't get around it just love yourself right just give yourself permission to not do the thing and love yourself and maybe through the allowance and dropping the resistance maybe then you'll be able to actually get to it right because again life is short we don't want to be torturing ourselves we don't want to be making ourselves suffer with thoughts around things that we should be doing and aren't doing and I'm being lazy and I'm never going to get anywhere and all of those, right? At the bottom of all of this is loving ourselves for wherever we are. Loving yourself if for whatever reason you need to sleep for two weeks. Sleep for two weeks. Maybe you have just been really busy and it might be hard to allow yourself to actually stop for that amount of time. But if that's what you need and you're in a position to be able to do that, then allow yourself to do it. If you need to take an afternoon off, to just nourish yourself, to rest, to have a bath, to go for a walk in nature, to nap, to not speak to anyone, to turn your phone off, whatever it is, allow yourself to do it. And you don't need a reason, you know, I've given you a few in this episode, like Like it's actually good for your body and is gonna help your productivity, but you don't need a reason. Just allow yourself to have that afternoon off because you're human and you're lovable and you're worthy no matter what. So you deserve it. And that's always a great reminder, right? You are worthy, you are lovable no matter what you do. Even if you spend two weeks on the couch doing nothing, you are worthy. Even if you're really, really busy and stressing yourself out and can't manage to rest, you are still worthy. We're all just human beings flailing around on the planet trying to do our best, trying to learn, trying to be better versions of ourselves. So in whatever way that is, give yourself permission and hopefully maybe this episode gave you permission to just have that nap, even if it's just one for the week. See if it makes you feel better. See if you can let yourself and your mind relax enough that you can allow your nervous system to just chill, allow the adrenaline to drop a little bit and maybe just allow a tiny bit more joy, tiny bit more fun back into the day and keep an eye on what your body feels when you do that. Does it feel happy? Does it, does it almost give you a hug back? And start to notice those things so then you can use them in the future when maybe you are feeling that guilt and be like, no, actually my body really loves this and I'm going to keep practicing and I'm going to keep doing what my intuition, my heart feels is right. And then when I feel that inspiration to act, I know I'm going to be resourced and nourished and rested and ready to go, ready to take that action. All right, my loves, I'll leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a really awesome day wherever you are and I'll catch you real soon on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please follow or subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and join me over on Instagram at Slow Down and Thrive for more daily tips and messages.